Welcome to Death Do Us Part podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. Hi. We just recorded yesterday. We did. Uh, we're doing the redo. We're doing the redo. We so today are. we are redoing number one. Yes. Numero uno. Yes. Which, there's like six pages of notes. On small notebook paper. Babe, you have come so far. I have. I can't even read this fucking handwriting. Yeah. Yeah. This is bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it my best shot. Oh boy. Yeah. Hmm. It'll 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 be interesting to say the least. I printed off quite a bit of shit. Yeah. I, I don't do that anymore. No. <laughs> I was gonna say like you you, you first type shit out. Yeah. So the second uh, episode two, Jacqueline Dwallaby is all typed out. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Betty Broderick, I think, is all typed out. You don't do that no more. No, I don't like it. Uh-uh. I don't like to type. You guys make fun of me when I type. You say I fucking angry type and it pisses you me off. You do angry type. Well, I angry type after you make me angry. So, that's gross. That's you angry typing. Oh, okay. That's great. <laughs> What'd you think it was? I knew that's what it was, but... Oh, guys, I'm a fucking mess. It is 10 o'clock at night, and we are fucking attempting this. Well, full disclosure, we tried to attempt it earlier, and... You were a mess. You were a fucking hot mess. I was. The pauses were ridiculous. (laughs) Shut up. Okay, so I, I literally pulled this out an hour and a half ago. Yeah. Because I was afraid that if I pulled it out sooner, hmm. I was going to redo the entire case. And you said pull it out. Yeah. Which Drew could not ever, by the way. Um, <laughs> you I, could pull me out. Oh oh, hey. I would end up re- oh. redoing the entire fucking case, which would piss you off. Yeah. So Plus, I'm in the middle of another case, so I, I ain't got time for that. Yeah, I know. So that's why I waited, and I'm apparently missing pages. Like, quite a few pages. So, are we going to be all right? Yeah. Or do we need to... No, no, no. No, because if... Babe, if I redo this case... It's going to be a lot. You're in for some shit. going to be a lot. <laughs> You're in for some shit. No, I'll be good with this. I'll try not to pause. Yeah, the pauses were, like, getting silly. But, yeah. Uh, uh, whatever. Hey, well. You know what? Have another fucking drink. Why don't you pour me And one? just mind your business about it. Why don't you pour me well, one? Well, I would have, but now I'm settled. So. Oh. Roll into the kitchen and get it off the fucking counter. Yeah, I could. It's right behind you. I might in a little bit. If I pause again. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, fuck you. <laughs> we've had such a shitty day. Oh, it's, babe, today was a fucking day. It's been so shitty outside. We sat outside God. in the rain football practice we did and like kudos to the football parents man not a single fucking no person one left. left everybody just busted out their fucking yeah. giant umbrellas it was fucking classic <laughs> no one left I, you just see fucking at the same time everybody's umbrellas umbrellas and come out we all have the fucking 72 inch sun blocking <laughs> golf umbrellas so yes. like the umbrellas come out and you no longer see people mm-hmm. it's just fucking it's just umbrellas, umbrellas everywhere yeah. Yeah, yeah but nobody great. nobody left. We went in the uh, car at one point, but that's so I could research. I yeah, couldn't do it in the rain. And I was getting a little sleepy, so. Shocking. 
babe, I can't help it. My medication during the day fucking... That's why, like, I'm starting to drink Monsters now. Which people have noticed. I know people have. Uh, I fucking love it. Yeah. They're like, motherfucker, he gives you all the shit in the world about it. <laughs> and now he's fucking drinking yours. I know. I can't help it. I need yeah. some kind of caffeine during so, the day. To- I offer to share my monster with him at football. And this fucker drinks half of it in one gulp. But I was I was so thirsty. I don't care. I was so fucking thirsty. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> He thinks like we're living in the dark ages because we don't have bottled water right now. I know. I tried to drink tap and I... I'm sorry. When did your palate become used to champagne? I, Babe, I don't know. I don't know. But I need bottled water. That's one thing I do know. I can't drink the tap water. You do, though, technically, because that's what the ice is made from. I don't chew on it. It just melts. Jack's chews on it. Yeah, so it's a dog. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so funny. He hears the trays come out, and he's like, fuck yeah. But yeah, babe, I I tried it. I I tried the tap water, and it just, it tasted like soap. Oh, my God. Didn't please your vagina? It didn't please my vagina at all. Sorry. (laughs) My vagina was very angry. Apparently. Telling me, you need bottled water, you dipshit. He fucking called me at work. Why do we not have water? I said, we have nine fucking sinks in the house. What do you mean we don't have water? This is also coming from the same person who told me last week that hose water was the best water he's ever tasted. Oh my life. God. When I spread, dude. So go drink out of the fucking hose. And let me just say, when I go outside to spray Jack's, it's like Tommy Boy mm, mm-hmm. when, when he's in the mud. And it, I was just going to fucking say Babe, that. that's how it is oh when God. I spray him. When it's so hot out, we'll play football for like oh, it's great. two minutes, and he's like, "Dad, just spray me down." And he, dude, he fucking runs in place, and I just spray him. But the songs that he's singing are not maniac, by the way. Um, <laughs> one of them is Milkshake, which where the fuck he learned that? I don't know. And the new one, have you noticed? It's fucking Lady Marmalade or whatever that song is. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> fuck did he learn that i don't know but that's what he sings i don't know but i spray him down like he's got the fucking mud all over (laughs) (laughs) and i enjoy it i just sit there fucking with my thumb on the hose like fucking spraying him he enjoys it too like i know i know but yeah i i was so it, it was maybe about a week or two ago and it was like 90 out there so i was dying so I fucking, I started drinking it, and I'm like, this is fucking... It, like, it was 1986 it, all it over brought, again. It brought yeah. me back to 1986, and it was fucking delicious, and I, I didn't want to stop. It's because it's ice cold. It is. Coming out of the fucking It really house. is. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's different than coming out of the sink. See, you grew up on fucking tap water. You'll be I fine. Know, I know. I'm just... Jesus Christ. I'm... I'm a, Champagne taste over there. Yeah, my vagina, it oh, expects a lot. Oh my God. Apparently. <laughs> Jesus. But the other thing that I wanted to mention that we did before is how awesome our neighbor is. Yes. When we left for football practice today. He was cutting a fucking he tree He was down. cutting a tree down that was like on top of our Ny- Nycor box. Yeah. 
I was like, dude, you are you are a saint sent from fucking heaven. He and cuts our like, grass. Yeah. He fucking cuts our grass. He shovels for him us. Him and the neighbor next to he him. He power washed our fucking patio so it yeah. looks fucking beautiful now. He's And he's like, what are neighbors for? Well, yeah. we're shitbags. We, we are fucking hillbilly bobs. Yes, we are fucking shitbags. Because we can't shitbags. do shit in return. Nope. But, nope. man, that's what neighbors are for. They're amazing. And I, he said he listens sometimes, so Alex... Thank you. You're the best. You are fucking awesome. You and your yeah. family. Despite the fact that you are Cubs fans. Yes. Even though you're Cubs fans, we will let that, we will slide. Let that slide just this once. Just saying. Right. But thank you guys. That's and the how, neighbors how next to him. Awesome. Danielle yeah. listens sometimes. So Danielle. Yeah. So you guys are great. Like for real. You guys keep us going. It's a, it. I don't think. I don't. I don't know if they understand how big. Of a help it is oh, to me because I, otherwise, exactly. like I would be, I would be working all You'd day and coming home and cutting the lawn. Yeah. And doing, so them doing it's it's amazing, and it's so funny. Like that's the first thing people think of when, like when you got sick. Yeah. Seven guys were like, "Do you need someone to cut your grass?" And and at the time you're like, "No," because what, what are you talking we, about? We like, had a service no. doing it. Yeah, you know. But it's funny how that's the first thing guys think of. Mm-hmm. And then I was asked, do, do you need anything in the house, like, fixed? Mark didn't fucking do that shit before I didn't he do was in anything. a coma. Right. So, but yeah, they're... But it uh, is a help. And just like your stepmom. Huge. You know, when she fucking came to fix yeah. our, our dishwasher, she painted, you know, our yeah. studio for us. It's, like, it's those things. It is, it's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's huge. 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 Except you were gonna call Alex Jorge, but I know. I'm sorry. He sorry. loved that story. Did he really? Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, was he gonna call me Jorge because I'm Mexican? I'm like, probably, yeah, dude. I was. Pro- probably. <laughs> that would be my guess. I didn't know his name at the time. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is Jorge? Who are you gonna yell for? Our neighbor. I don't oh, know why. Alex, our neighbor Alex. Yeah. I, I really don't know why I thought it was Jorge at first. Oh, my God. And that's so fucking racist to me. Why he kept talking to us after that, I yeah, don't know. I don't know. But they feed us. Oh, when Yami cooks, man. Mm-hmm. I went yep. there one time to get a plate, and her mom yelled at her in Spanish for not heating up my tortillas. <laughs> Awesome. I was like, I love you, all of you. Please yep. take me in as your own. <laughs> right. Please. Please. I offer nothing. Right. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing in return, but just please I, take me. I will hug you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Feed me tacos and I will hug you. Oh, my God. So, so yeah. We do appreciate that. Yeah. It's it's huge. Yeah, it we really, really is. Do. Nope. He was happily weed wagging the side of the house on Saturday when we left. Uh, he enjoys it. He, does. he He enjoys. He's that like, it's shit. either that or I got to do shit at home. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, all right. So yeah, I, I could tell he enjoys that. Yeah. Good people. But, so, anyways, mm-hmm. we are redoing number one. Yes. We're redoing our first five because the sound quality. Mm-hmm. We apologize. Was absolute shit. Mm-hmm. We had no clue what we were doing. Yeah. You know, we finally figured it out around five or six, how to work the soundboard. And these, I'll be honest with you, these first couple ones, they were good. They might be minis. Yeah. I mean, compared to what we do now. And that's just because we didn't, we didn't know. We didn't know. So. Yeah. But such good, like, information. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but the sound quality, we apologize, guys. So that's why we're <laughs> we're saying fuck it. We, we took, were new. We we post we reposted them because they were taken down. They weren't MP3s. And then people were like, "What the fuck well, is yeah. this?" <laughs> then the response: How did you guys go from good to shit? Yep. So. Yep. The response was, "I can't hear this shit at all." Yep. So. So we took them down again yesterday. And, and then I went to look it up today and I'm like, fuck, I took it down. <laughs> yeah. So fuck it. We're redoing our first five. As a mini. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Whatever. Yeah. It's eh, all right. Eh, we'll see. Eh. So are you all set now? I don't know. I mean, I'll give it a go. That's all I ask. <laughs> I'll give it a go. We'll hope for the fucking best. That's all I ask. So. All right, right. you ready? Drew Peterson, here we fucking go. Drew Walter Peterson was born on January 5th of 1954. I just realized that's my brother's birthday. Um, To parents Betty and Donald. He did have a stepbrother by the name of Thomas. Uh, He was raised partly in Bolingbrook. At some point, they moved a little bit further away. And this... Let me just say this too. This case is so close to us. Oh, Bolingbrook is the town next door to us. Yeah. So this case is very near and dear to us. Yeah. Jamie went to high school with Stacy, so th- this case is very close to home. My mom used to see uh, Drew Peterson at the tanning salon all the time too. One <laughs> of the guys I worked with <laughs> came from Bolingbrook PD and worked with drew actually went out yeah went out with him one time it's a funny story i'll tell you because because he's a dick yeah, yeah it's it's totally fits on what he did oh he's a fucking douche yeah through and through so so in 1972 he graduated from willowbrook high school in villa park which i still didn't understand because willowbrook is not villa park but no willowbrook is a t- is Willowbrook. Yeah. Um, in 1974, he briefly attended the College of DuPage, which Ooh, is where you went there. I went. I did too for some training. Did you? Yep. Oh, for training? Yeah. They offer the police academy there. They offer a police academy there. Oh, no there. shit. And in one of the buildings, it's designed as a town. Oh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I took my... um. I took my EMT class there. Oh, okay. And then my part of medical school was through, like, you could get college yeah. credits through there. We were one it's, of the first classes to get college credits It's there. built up a lot Has there. it? Yeah. I mean, God. It's really nice now. So, uh, from there, he moved to Virginia, where he joined Virginia. the Army. Um, and he wanted to train as an MP. So, military mm. police. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Are I you being it. a dick? I was being a smart God, ass. I fucking hate you. Put your well, of glasses course on. I know what a fucking MP is. I listen. You never know. Just saying. The motherfucking police. He's not wearing glasses and it's creeping me out. I know, I'm looking straight at you. It's fucking weird. And I have no shirt on. I don't care. I'm used to the no shirt. I'm but making my boobies dance. The the glasses is what kind of Does this turn you on? No. <laughs> what about this pose? <laughs> No. What if I rub my nipples and make them hard? What, really? Because <laughs> our moms needed to hear that, didn't I know. they? Yeah. I'm sorry, moms. You're welcome, guys. So, all right. So, like they don't, like they don't know. They're I'm so like used this. to hearing you yeah. say nipple. It's not even funny, right? Um, okay. So he married his high school sweetheart, Carol Brown. Um, they were married from 1974 to 1980. It was his high school girlfriend. Um, 
they did have two sons. I believe there was a miscarriage in there, too. Uh, they had two sons, Stephen Paul and Eric Drew. Stephen actually becomes uh, quite a large factor in this yeah. story later on. Yeah, he does. Um, they ended up getting divorced because of infidelity. You don't say. Uh, Drew's a dick and um, can't keep his pants on. Wiener out. Wiener's on the window. Wiener. We gotta watch that. Yeah, we do. So, from there, he went to a woman named Kyle. Um, They very quickly were engaged, and then very quickly, he threw her into a coffee table, and she left him. That'll do it. Uh, That is also um, something he likes to do. Mm. He does it more than once. Maybe he likes to wrestle. Oh, my God. That's the weirdest (laughs) fucking word. (laughs) Word. Rassle. I'm still going to start start calling you Cooter. (laughs) Cooter. I want to be Southern. I do, too. Oh, God, I want to be Southern. I do, too. I think that'd be great. Someday we will be, though. No, we'll be in Arizona. That's not Southern. We'll be Western people. Yeah, I want to be Southern. So, uh, wife number two was Vicki Connolly, and they were married from 1982 to 1992. Uh, For all intents and purposes, they seemed pretty happy. Uh, For the most part, they did own a bar in Romeoville. Um... It was later revealed, so they when they separated, it wasn't, Vicky didn't talk. Yeah. It, it came out that, you know, there was some infidelity, but that's about it. Yeah. So later on, she comes out to say that he was uh, unfaithful, he was mistrusting, he bugged their home. Um, she accused him of domestic violence, domestic battery. She did have a daughter from a previous relationship by the name of Lisa, who also said that for the whole 10 years, Drew was physically and mentally abusive to her. Mm. Um, He never denied, but he never acknowledged the allegations either. Um, The one thing that Vicky said kind of sent her over the edge was he threatened to kill her and make it look like an accident. Mm. Not the first wife, or not the only wife that he says that to. So they end up... uh, separating and he starts dating kathleen savio yeah now they were married from 1992 to 2003 they were introduced when they went on a blind date uh while drew was still fucking married oh so i want to know who set them up on the blind date yeah so she did not know that he was married now he divorced vicky in february of 1992 and he married kathleen in may of 1992. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. They had two sons. Uh, Thomas was born in January of 93, and Christopher, with a K, was born in August of 94. Yeah. Uh, it was tumultuous <clears throat> at best. Um, it, it always seems, you know, they have their honeymoon period. Oh, yeah. And then course. Drew turns to fucking Drew. Yeah. There's no way around it. Not job. Um, during the time just of their marriage, when they were married, living in the same home, uh, the Bolingbrook Police Department was called to their house 18 times for domestic disturbances. Okay, that's a problem. Right. Because he's a Bolingbrook cop and they live in Bolingbrook. Okay, the chief of police, whoever at this time, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. That is a fucking issue. Right. Well, and he, it's not like he had a perfect track record either. Right. With Bolingbrook. So he joined the Bolingbrook Police Department in 1977. Um, He had his experiences as the military police, so obviously you get points for that. 
1978, he joined the Metropolitan Area Narcotics Squad, which put him undercover. Yeah. In 1985, he was accused of bribery, disobedience, and misconduct, and also going undercover without permission. Um, He had been an undercover narcotics officer for quite some time. However, he was found guilty and fired from the police department. He turned around and appealed this and was given his job back Mm. because of a technicality. Somebody forgot to say the word speedy trial. Dude, and that's the one bad thing about mm-hmm. unions. Like, we need the police union to back us because, I mean, we get fucking lawsuits left and right. right. And we need the backing. But the bad thing is they protect the bad cops, too. I feel like almost more. Yeah. You know? I. I... So, like, when you hear people say, oh, well, you know, the good cops need to stand up and get rid of the bad cops. We do, but right. th- they're backed by the police union. Right. Right. So there's only so much we can do. And they get away with what they get away with for a reason. I- exactly. They're, they're good at it. So, um, <clears throat> at some point in time, Drew decides he can't keep his fucking pants on again. Mm. And he's doing routine patrol and happens to go in for a call at the Spring Hill Suites Hotel. Uh, behind the counter at Spring Hill Suites is Stacy Ann Kales. Mm. Uh, Stacy was 17. Oh, Jesus. And he's... 43 or 46 at this time. I believe he's 43. Oh, my God. So he starts showing an interest in her, obviously. Yeah, he's, right. you know, he's showing up at the hotel all the fucking time. They eventually start a sexual relationship. He's sneaking her into his basement um, while Kathleen and the boys are home. That's fucked up. Yeah. And I mean, she's, I can say this now because I'm 40. She's a child. Yeah. She's a fucking child. Yeah. Of course she's going to go along with whatever you want to do. Right. So she came from a not so great background either. I mean, I don't want to be a dick and say that there were daddy issues, but there were daddy issues. Yeah. You know? So Stacy was born January 20th of 1984. Two parents, Christy and Anthony, um, they really didn't want kids. They were kind of partiers. They ended up having five kids. Um, however, Jeez. one child uh, died at the age of two in a house fire. Oh, my God. And then they had another child die uh, at approximately five months old from SIDS. Oh, Jesus. Um, now, I was listening to another podcast about this, which is weird to hear Not people, people from not around here talk about from around here. Yeah. And they were questioning, did that second baby really die of SIDS? Yeah. So. That's a good question. Yeah. So. Um, I wonder how well it was yeah. looked into. Yeah. So Stacy's uh, sister, Cassandra, is really the one who's most known. She's yeah. very vocal about um, her sister's case. Yeah. She's the one you see on TV right. a lot. And- so Christy didn't handle um, the deaths very well. And. They, like I said, they were both drinkers, and Christy would go for days at a time and, and everything like that. Um, but eventually, Christy didn't come home. Okay. Christy went missing, and no okay. one has heard from her since. So uh, she's, yeah. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. little Isn't that weird? Weird. Like, poor Cassandra. Yeah. Your fucking mom vanishes, and then your sister vanishes. You know what I mean? Dude, how do you just vanish? 
People, it's so strange to me. I mean, you you definitely could. There's ways to do it. Yeah, but, but how do you leave? Like, how do you leave your family behind? She didn't. I don't want to say she didn't care because you don't know. But I mean, some pe- people deal with grief differently. But yeah, you got to remember, you still have those living babies. Yeah, you know. So Christy left. She was never, you know. Wow. She didn't come back. And still hasn't been heard from. No. Mm-mm. Wow. Um, Stacy ended up in high school moving in with an older half-sister, and that's who she was living with at the time that she met Drew. So, Kathleen is starting to suspect that he's cheating, and it's kind of, it's really solidified when she gets an anonymous letter in her mailbox. Um, the letter says that Drew is having an affair with, uh, Stacy, that they met at the Bullingbrook Hotel, um, that... This is not the first time that Drew has had an affair. He has um, ties with the police department and the mayor, and they mention the mayor by name. And uh, the biggest thing that they say in the letter is, be careful who you talk to at the police department. Wow. So, which is a big mm-hmm. thing, which obviously is is shown Yeah. when the police are called your house 18 fucking times yeah. and you're an officer in the same fucking city right. and nothing is done. It's an issue. Yeah, that's a problem. It's a big fucking problem. So him and Kathleen separate. He moves out. He gets another house. He lives like fucking two blocks away. And that's fucking crazy if even in that, itself. Right, because like Stacy, when she would walk, she would like take walks around the neighborhood. She would walk past Kathleen's house. Not on purpose. It just kind of worked out that way. And I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Bolingbrook probably has a residency. I think they did. Because why? Why else why would, you would, you, stay? would you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you move at least a town over? I grew up there. Oh, okay. You know, I know. I know. So Kathleen ends up filing a restraining order against Drew in 2002, which, of course, to Bolingbroke PD is a fucking joke. So um, they, Stacy and Drew, end up getting married. They got married October 18th of 2003. Um, they also had a child in July of 2003. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. And then a daughter after uh, in 2005 named Lacey, who she named after her one of her sisters who passed. Mm-hmm. So Drew can't get over Kathleen at this point, to the, meaning he's lost control and he doesn't like that. Kathleen yeah. is starting to move on. She's dating. She's going back Getting to school. A life of her own. Right. And he he is not having it. She's divorcing him, obviously. And they ended up they, and I forgot what it's called, but so they they get a divorce where it's it's finalized. The divorce itself is finalized, but they're still separating assets and shit like that afterwards. So he was pissed because he's like, She's gonna she's gonna go after my pension. And she's gonna get it they were married for 10 years they have two fucking kids she's she's gonna get half his pension and he's pissed he doesn't want her to get half his fucking pension so he just is relentless with her he breaks into her house he bugs her house like what yeah he at one point breaks in in all fucking swat gear which oh god here we go hey chode how you doing the white fucking ninja jesus fucking christ Hi-ya! With his porn stash. Yeah. So <laughs> right. she's coming downstairs and he pins her against the stairs with a knife and tells her, like he told his other wife, I can kill you and make it look like an accident. Mm. 
So she's like, all right, fucking do it then. Do it. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, fucking stab me. That's what you came here to do. And she turns her head so he can fucking stab her. And he pussies out. So, yeah. So, like I said, Kathleen's, you know, going to school. Uh, I believe she's, uh, I believe it was nursing school. She's, she's dating a guy, you know, having a good old time. And she, I mean, she had been dating this guy for a while. Yeah. Um, she's still living in the same house. And the weekend, the last weekend in February, which should have been a leap year. Ooh. Had it been a leap year. I remember you mentioned this in the first yep. episode. Had so. it been a leap year, I would have been on the call. For Kathleen Savio because dude, I was doing ride time. That's fucking crazy. Isn't that insane? So you were you were riding with Bowling I was riding Brooke. with Bolingbrook Fire Department. Yeah. And had it been a leap year, I would have been on this call. Dude, that's fucking wild. I would have had good details. You would have had really good details. Yeah, I would have. So the kids were with Drew for the weekend and he went to drop them off on Sunday. Kathleen didn't answer the door. So he brings the kids back home. Whatever. Tries to bring him back Monday in the morning. Kathleen doesn't answer. He brings him back home. Tries again in the afternoon. No answer. He's like, well, I have to go to fucking work. So he leaves the kids at home with Stacy and he goes to work. Still doesn't get an answer from her. So around uh, 9 p.m. that night, he goes to the neighbor's house, the neighbor named Mary. He is in uniform because he's on duty. Okay. So he's doing essentially an unofficial well-being check. Dude, you still call that shit in. Yeah. So he tells Mary, like, I can't get a hold of Kathleen. I tried to drop the kids off. And Kathleen immediately, like, her spidey senses go up. Because she knows that Kathleen's pretty spot on about times. Mm -hmm. And if Drew's late with the kids, she calls fucking cops. Yeah. You know? So he asked Mary, he's like, listen, if I can get in the house, you know, if I can get the house unlocked, will you go in the house? And she's like, why? He's like, oh, the restraining order. Like, I don't, she doesn't want me in her house. Blah, okay. blah, blah. How bad would it look if something okay. was wrong and the yeah. ex-husband's in the house? So she's like, all right, fine. So she goes home um, to call Kathleen to see if she can get a hold of her and then call Kathleen's boyfriend and then grab her husband and her son. So they go back to the house. And by the time they get back to the house, uh, Drew is there with the locksmith already. Uh, okay. That's weird. Yeah. So it comes out later in trial that uh, Drew has known this locksmith for 20 plus years and he did not call the business that night. He called his cell phone because this particular locksmith was not on call. Well, I mean, that's not too weird mm. if, the if other you're thing, friends with them. Yeah. Then, the other know. thing, too, though, the locksmith remembers is that he um, did not have to unlock the deadbolt. And okay. Kathleen always had the house locked down like fucking Fort Knox because Drew's a dick. So the house is dark, which, again, is not very normal. So yeah. at this point, neighbor Steve comes over, too. There's a neighbor Steve and a boyfriend Steve. Okay. Okay, so this is neighbor Steve. Steve, Mary, Tom, and Nick, who are Mary's husband and son, go into the home. Steve and Mary are in the house itself. Tom and Nick go into the garage. They're looking around. They don't see anything abnormal downstairs, so they make their way upstairs. Steve goes into the master bedroom and into the bathroom and calls Mary. Mary comes running into the bathroom and starts screaming. Yeah. What she sees is Kathleen naked and dead in the bathtub. Mm. So 
She screams. Yeah. Drew goes running up the stairs. Okay. okay. And this this is the this one got me. Um, he's the last one up there. He checks her pulse, says there's no pulse, and tells everybody, Don't don't touch her. Don't touch her. Um his gun was not drawn. Which yeah. I don't like because it's, if you're if you hear a scream, you're doing a well-being check on anybody, anybody. Yeah. Somebody goes in to check on said person that you're doing a well-being check on. You hear a scream. What's the first thing a fucking cop's going to do? He's going to draw his weapon. Well, not just that on a well-being check too. Like it should be drawn de- anyways. Yeah, depending on what you what you they, like come across like at first. The ones that I've been on, they're usually drawn. Your gun is is. At your side, right. you know, ready. And if one thing's going to get you to draw your weapon, it's going to be a scream. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So then he, Drew will later testify that, you know, he calls the PD. He cannot remember, though, if he called from his cell phone or if he got on the radio. Why would you call from a cell phone? Why the fuck would you grab your cell phone when your radio's on your shoulder? Yeah. That makes no sense. And how do you not remember? Yeah, that makes no sense. You guys That's are like fucking stupid. elephants. You remember everything. How do you... That fucking detail you don't remember? Yeah, but that, regardless, why are you calling on a, on a cell phone? I have seen you off-duty with no fucking shirt on, reach for a gun, and reach for a radio on your shoulder Yeah, <laughs> when you're home. So if you're in the middle of this kind of a situation, why would you grab your cell phone? Right. So that was, that one fucking bothered me. So Kathleen is in the tub. There's no water. There's no water in the tub. Right. Uh, Mary notices that there is a cut on Kathleen's head with dried blood in her hair. There are some blood streaks in the tub and some coming out of her nose. Um, Some reports say that her hair was damp. Some say that it wasn't. There was noted bruising on her wrists and her buttocks. Um, her boyfriend would later testify that when they had sex on the 28th, the day before, there was no bruising on Kathleen's body. Mm. Her hair was down, which, uh, Mary and the boyfriend noted was very odd. Kathleen was known to take baths. She loved taking her baths, but she always pulled her hair up in a giant fucking banana clip. Yeah. No clip in her hair. Very odd for them. Um, she's also not in a position in the bathtub that uh, you would have come to naturally. If you fell. Right. Her toes were flexed up against the tub like she was pushing almost. Yeah. And she was laying on her side. Yeah. Yeah. That's. So they also. I mean, I'm not saying that it couldn't happen, but. Right. I'm but almost, it was, I'm almost yeah. saying that it couldn't happen. Yeah. It, it, it couldn't happen. Right. So now Mary says that the last time she talked to Kathleen was the afternoon. Um, her boyfriend, Steve, said that he spoke to her at approximately 8 p.m. that night. And then again at midnight, um, she wanted him to come over and he was pissed that, or she was pissed he didn't. So now they're all in the fucking bathroom. Yeah. Which obviously. Drew's like, don't, don't touch her. Sorry, Jax is playing. <laughs> Jax is yelling, um, he's playing Fortnite. With our nephew. Yeah. Um. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> So Mary wanted to cover her because she's naked. Yeah. You know, she's going to be running into people that or she's not going to be running into, but people that she knows are going to be coming in and out of the house. And Drew's like, don't fucking touch her. 
So Tom notices that there's no water in the tub. There's also no like bubble ring in the tub because she would take bubble baths. Uh, The paramedics actually noted the same thing and it was in their run report. Yeah, because even if there's not a bubble bath, wouldn't there still be like... Something? Like mildewy? Because girls use like salt yeah. or oils or, you know. So wouldn't the water still... At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Make some kind of a you stain would think, mark? Yeah, you would think. Most women don't take a bath in just fucking water. Right. So, you know. In their filth. Yeah, you know. <laughs> How dirty do you think I am? Right. Um, I'll get you a boat. So Mary's son, Nick, ends up testifying later on that he saw Drew and Stacy that morning at 9 a.m. removing stuff from Kathleen's home. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, the boyfriend ends up saying later that Drew says, uh, I hope you didn't have anything to do with it. And Drew says, it wouldn't. it's not anything she wouldn't have lost in the divorce anyways. Which makes no fucking sense. No, not at all. Um, the locksmith, like I said, he was called on his cell phone, um, and he was originally called for a police well-being check, which obviously it fucking wasn't a police well-being check. Yeah. When the ambulance got there, he left. Um, officers were dispatched at 10.45, approximately 10.45. Fire was dispatched shortly after for the unresponsive. Uh, when the paramedics got there, they noticed that the uh, Kathleen was cold, her skin was dry and mottled, and her hair was damp and matted. Um, there was nothing in the vicinity suggesting that she took a bath. No soaps, no oils, no towels, no rug in front of the bath, no robe, nothing along those lines. Um, what was in the tub was not knocked over, which again was odd to the paramedics. Yeah. Um, so... Um, he, I guess the medics made a comment to the state PD that it was odd that there was no towel or bath mat. Um, it, what? I don't know. Oh, Drew ended up telling everybody that was walking in the door, it's my ex-wife. You treat the scene with respect. Oh, shut the fuck up, dude. I know the guys who were on the call and yeah. utmost respect. Right. Great, great bunch of guys and a girl. So don't be a dick. Right. You know? Um, so they did what they had to do. They called the hospital. They got a time of death of 11.05 p.m. Uh, Deputy Coroner Michael Van Oyer, over, Oyer, Oyer, uh, arrived at 11.14. Bueller. Bueller. Um, he said that, uh, Kathleen's body was cool. There was some blood pooling, like lividity, slight rigor, 
and her hair appeared dried and matted. Now, rigor sets in, and then rigor goes away. Yeah. So, you know, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, kind of explain that, because if some people don't realize so that. So, rigor mortis is, it's a stiffening of the muscles, essentially, so of, of your body. When you die, everything stops. So, there's nothing circulating to your muscles, which causes them to become stiff. Full rigor sets in at, like, what, eight hours, ten hours? Yeah. And after approximately 12 to 14 hours, rigor starts Goes to away. go away. So with time of death, you can't really base it off of rigor. But the fact that there's some blood pooling, so there's lividity, yeah, it's probably more likely that this is rigor going away than right. rigor setting in. Um, so the deputy coroner did not examine Kathleen's head that night for some reason. They also immediately treated the scene as an accident which i don't like i i don't like that at all no. either no um so I, I think it would be the opposite i'm trying to think how we would do it i'm not positive on this but i think it should be the other way around you treat it like a homicide i would and think then it, then if it comes out as an accident then you change it then you change it yeah. But I think it should be treated as a homicide because you don't know. You you don't know what you have you don't. Right, right then and right. there. So the coroner uh, was briefed by two Bolingbroke police officers when he got on scene. And they, they pretty much told him states taking over because yeah. of the situation. Thank God they were smart enough to do that. Yeah. Um, and they told the coroner to, quote, stand down. What? So the coroner didn't really touch her right away. Okay, that would not happen in Cook County. No. The medical examiner would say, fuck you. Yeah, he kind of um, takes precedence, you know? The phone is going the fuck off. So um, there were a couple CSIs there, a couple crime scene investigators there. Mm -hmm. Um, And they stated that the scene was being treated as, quote, suspicious death protocol, but it wasn't being followed. So that's what they were classifying it as on paper, but it wasn't being followed. Um, CSI Bob Dink was on the scene and he was asked why weren't her hands bagged? Why wasn't, you know, precautionary measures taken? Yeah. Yeah. And his response was, well, it was an accident. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. All of my notes here, like I have. That doesn't matter. I have all these questions in caps. (laughs) You're such a dork. Um. Why are there no leads on the body? <laughs> That's my big one. Yeah. Um, what are leads? We're, oh, the electrodes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, why were there pictures not taken before the medics arrived? Yeah. Um, how was it called in? Like, how did Drew call it in? Yeah. How long was PD there prior to EMS? <laughs> I had a lot of questions. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, the big one was, did other officers check for a pulse? They did not. Drew checked for a pulse, and they all they trusted him. Well, we which wouldn't, we I wouldn't. wouldn't take a, yeah, we wouldn't take a. Pulse. I wouldn't think to if if somebody's like no, no, no unless you know I was like oh, he's kind of stupid. No, we we would wait for the fire department to make that call. Right, we, we wouldn't. Oh yeah, you guys don't touch them. Yeah, we no. don't take a pulse. You don't touch them at all. Um. So at this point, they're following state protocol. It's 
classify they're classifying the scene as suspicious death protocol, but they're not following it. No fingerprints are taken. Um, there's no sign of transfer where the blood was in the tub from her head. The original coroner stated that the death was not a homicide. He told Dink, uh, CSI Dink later that they should have been a little more careful. And her death should have been undetermined. Not Who, who's the CSI again? Bob Dink. Isn't that Deal? Deal is it Deal or Dink? Deal. Deal. You know him, don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Why didn't you tell me that like four fucking sentences ago? Because I, I was thinking, who the fu- I'm trying to think who the fuck. <sighs> Deal. Yeah. Sorry, Bob Deal. Now this original coroner could not be questioned because he he died pretty quickly after this happened. Oh really? So yeah. So now they're going to interview Stacy. She's the wife. She's Drew's wife. Mm-hmm. She's going to know. So they go to interview her on uh, March 3rd of 2004 in the basement of her home. That's, you don't do that. With Drew sitting right next to her. Yeah, that's a no-no. Touching her. So. Well, not to mention that's cre- creepy. Right. That's It's a very easy to squeeze. Yeah. When somebody's saying too much. She needs to come to the police department. No. Nope. And- well, they questioned Drew at Bolingbrook Police Department. I don't know if I have a big problem with that. I mean, at least they took him to a police department. Yeah, I guess. So, <clears throat> Drew asked if he could sit in on her interview as a professional courtesy because Stacy was nervous. No. Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> he said that she was nervous and aware of her new responsibilities. Oh, okay. Of what? That doesn't matter. She, the interview she, still goes on. She had the two kids prior to. It's not like yeah. somebody threw children at her. <laughs> I, I, Take the baby. Yeah. Which she was holding a baby during the interview, by the way. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote touching in big letters <laughs> to, to make sure that I told Sorry you Sorry I keep moving around in my chairs making a lot of Does noise. Does your butt hurt? Oh, my God. I'm in a lot of pain tonight. So... These officers thought that they were doing an actual follow-up, not like a full-blown interview. Yeah. Like I said, Drew was sitting very close. Um, She was holding the baby. I mean, Jesus, did he start making out with her, too? He fucking might as well have. (laughs) So gross. Um, With his fucking porn stash. No chin. And And his police haircut. Fucking parted in the middle, poofed. God, gray. (laughs) (laughs) So Stacy becomes very upset. Um, she starts crying, and Drew has to, quote, refresh her memory of what happened, mm. <laughs> of what was made for breakfast, and what she did that day, what he did that day. Stacy didn't seem to remember any of it. Yeah. So, they end up ruling Kathleen's death an accident. The boys move in with them full time. Stacy adopts the boys. Life goes on, unfortunately. Kathleen's family is like, mm, yeah, we think he fucking killed her. Nobody oh. listens. It's ruled an accident. She's buried. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, Stacy is now getting to the point where um, the grass isn't isn't fucking greener on the other side. So they start going to counseling. Now, did, let me go back. The coroner. What did the coroner rule it as? Accidental. And then said to deal. That he was mistaken and should have been undetermined. 
Okay. If it's accidental, I mean, even if it's undetermined, mm-hmm. it's very hard to get approval. What do you mean? It's very hard to get a murder charge. Oh, oh, you mean like from changing it from yes. undetermined to murder? Yeah. I just having those, you know, either or. Yeah. You know, whether it's accidental or Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, so I mean, you kind of said it like it should have been, like they should have. No, 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 that's what he said. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's, I don't know as far as Will County, but like Cook County. Yeah. Because I, I had a case like that. I'm not going to say the details. Yeah. But I had a case where it was undetermined in the state. I mean, that was it. It's, well, it's closed. I would imagine, too, because you have to, at that point, get another coroner to really contradict what the first coroner said. And, I mean, that's it doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. In Cook County, I mean, it's whatever medical examiner right. is assigned to the case, that's so, it. So, I mean, it's just, you're not going to, they're, they're on the same team, essentially. So, you're not going to get one coroner to say that the other one didn't know what he was doing. Right. But the the original coroner was the, the one who deemed it accidental, was the same one who said later on, in hindsight, it should have been undetermined. Yeah. He said that. But that, it still wouldn't have, I, I don't think it still would have made that big of a difference. No. I don't think so either. So... They start going to counseling um, at Bolingbrook Christian Church with their pastor. Um, he started counseling them in late 2005, early 2006. And one of the statements that Stacy made um, that stuck out to him was, quote, when you are married to the police, the police aren't going to help you. Mm. So, yeah. She ends up in late August of 07. She asks the pastor. I don't if, know if I believe in that fully. Think about if I put my hands on you, Lugo would fucking kill he me. He would kill you. Yeah, he would. And I would do the same thing right. with him. Right. But he so, would also lay his life down for you. Yeah. So. And I would do the same. I get it. You know. Um. So she asks if she can meet the pastor, Neil Sh- uh, Shorey. Schwartz. I always say his name wrong. Schwartz. Um, May the Schwartz be with you. Do you know what I found out? I don't know what made me think of this. Howie Mandel is the voice of Gizmo? I did know that. You did? Yeah, I did know that. I didn't fucking know that. Yeah. So. You want to know another thing? hmm. He's not funny at all. No, he's not. And he's a germaphobe. Yeah. And he's not. uh, He's a comedian. And he's not not funny. No. Mm -mm. Not funny at all. So she asks if she can meet with the pastor he agrees to meet her um at starbucks and they meet at the starbucks outside she wants it you know she wants to be seen but not seen kind Mm -hmm. of thing so he said that she appeared very nervous and um they they talked for two hours the more they talked the more upset and withdrawn stacy became she said that the night that kathleen was killed she woke up in the middle of the night and found Drew was not in bed. She couldn't find him. He wasn't in the house. He didn't answer the phone. Early, well, later on that morning, she sees Drew by the washer and dryer. He's dressed in all black. He has a bag that he's emptying into the washer. And she sees women's clothing that is not hers. Mm. So she's telling all this to the pastor. Um, <clears throat> Drew finds out. And he's pissed. Obviously, he's pissed. So 
he thinks that she's snitching. She's obviously not snitching, you know. Right. So she ends up, Stacy ends up calling Harry Smith, who is a divorce attorney. He was Kathleen's divorce attorney. Mm. Now, I wonder how that works, because in the state of Illinois, if your spouse even contacts an attorney regarding divorce, you cannot use that attorney. Right. So even if there's a phone call made, you can't use that attorney. So right. I wonder if that doesn't count for the spouses, you know? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. So she contacts this attorney, um, and he tells her unequivocally he cannot represent her. It's it's a conflict of interest from him. It's not something he wants to get involved in. He's just not going to represent her. Yeah. Um, she had concerns about uh, her GPS and being followed and Drew being pissed because, again, she thought that um, he she was snitching, that he killed Kathy. So the attorney says, at some point I told her she needs to be careful about what she's doing. She told me she had too much uh, fucking information on him mm. and the PD, so she wasn't concerned for her safety. She said, could we get more money? <laughs> could we get more money out of, the, out of the defendant if we threatened to tell the police about how he killed Kathy? This is what she says to the divorce attorney. Jeez. He told her that she could be arrested for something like that, and she yeah. really needs to watch her shit. Um, yeah. Pretty much. So, oh, my contacts are dry. Do you need the light on? No. Mm-mm. Um, sorry. Do you need Rainford. the light on? No. <laughs> no. So, Stacy starts talking about how she wants a divorce. She's telling the neighbors she wants a divorce. She's telling her sister she wants a divorce. Um, she starts slowly packing shit up, yeah. hoping he's he's not going to notice. Um, he won't leave. She mm. tells him, I'm going to leave. You're going to leave. Someone's going to fucking leave. And he's like, I, I'm not leaving my fucking house. Right. And I can't remember in the Lifetime movie what Rob Lowe said to the one neighbor lower in the garage. I'm untouchable. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start saying that. You mm. already do. I've never said I'm untouchable. I say bitch, bitch. a lot. Bitch. So, Stacy's supposed to meet her sister one day to paint an apartment. Mm. She doesn't show up. So, Cassandra's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, I'm not painting this whole fucking place by myself. So, she calls Drew. And Drew's like, I don't know. I haven't fucking seen her. I don't know where she went. This was October 28th of 2007. Yeah. Um, he oh my tells God this long ago. I know, I know. Well, she'd be thirty-eight. Yeah, she was born in eighty-four. Man, it um, just—it seems like two years ago. I know, I know. And it—it it, God, it was so long ago. So he tells Cassandra that he last saw um, he last saw Stacy around ten or eleven at home, and she was leaving to meet a friend. She obviously did not. Um, he claims he spoke with her at about 9 p.m. that night, and she told him that she was running away with another man. Yeah. She took a bikini. <laughs> ah, bikini. Ah, a singular <laughs> bikini. One. One. Uh. One. Um, 
he also said he claims that Stacy told him that she parked her car at Clow Airport and that he needed to go pick it up. Where's Clow Airport? Uh, it's off of, well, it would have been Weber then. So well, What town? It's in Bullybrook. Okay. Sorry. Um, a fun fact, I went to paramedic school with a Clow and high school and so. Um, so he goes to pick up the with car. With the Clow? Yeah, with one of the Clows. Oh. Yeah, one of the Clow kids. Oh, it's actually named after yeah. someone. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, what the fuck yeah, are I'm you sorry. talking about? No, no, no. About? It's named after somebody. You're a pilot now that uh, yes. after fucking 11 years, uh, I haven't. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's, a, it's an actual person. Okay. I got yes. you. Yes. And we all went to school with one of the clouds. I got and you. And I went to paramedic school with one. Um. So he goes and picks up her car and he brings it home. And he's just, he tells Cassandra, she's, she's leaving me. She took her bikini. And, uh, and she's going. Ah, uh, bikini. Ah, uh, bikini. One. One. It's fu- Uno. First of all, it's fucking October. <laughs> right. I think she would be grabbing Ugg boots. Yeah. Not a bikini. Maybe a hoodie? Uh, maybe. Sweatshirt. <laughs> a something. hat? Perhaps a scarf. So Cassandra's like, uh, fuck you, creep. I'm going to file a missing persons report. Yeah. So... She originally tried to file it with Bolingbroke, actually, at approximately 12.30 a.m. And they were like, eh, she's an adult. She can go wherever she wants. She doesn't She doesn't have to be here. Adults can run away. It's, it's okay. They're allowed to. No, you still fucking take it. So at 4.30 a.m., she goes to the state PD. Yeah. And says, you know, my sister's missing. I, I tried to file it there. They basically told me to get fucked. They're not yeah. going to do anything with him. Right. Um... <clears throat> they took it, right? State PD? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. So now Tom, or Drew's stepbrother, Tom. What the fuck did I write there? Mark is awesome. Uh, No. That's <laughs> not what I wrote. So he says that um, he knew Stacy wanted a divorce, and he would end up testifying that uh, before she disappeared... Drew would tell him she was cheating on him with okay. this particular dude who she took her bikini and ran off with. Ah, uh, bikini. Ah, uh, bikini. And um, what did I write? She wanted a divorce and she wanted him out of the house by that Wednesday. And um, he said he was due to retire in 14 months and he wasn't about to lose the fucking money that he worked for to her. Ooh. Um, he didn't lose it to Kathy. He wasn't going to lose it to Stacy. Wow. Yeah. So right after Stacy goes missing, Tom, the stepbrother, is admitted for suicide attempt. Okay. He genuinely, he almost succeeded. Yeah. Drew sees him that night in the hospital and makes it essentially 10 times worse. Um, He ends up telling investigators that he helped Drew carry a blue barrel from Drew's bedroom down the stairs out of the house into the car. And here's here's my question. What the fuck do you have a blue barrel upstairs in your bedroom, <laughs> bedroom for? <laughs> yeah. Um, Other than carrying a body down. He said it was warm like there was a body in it. Well, that, you, come on. But what the fuck is a blue barrel doing what, in right. your room? I, what do you even put in What What would happen if you walk, came upstairs and I'm in the bathroom and you just you see a blue barrel? 
I think your first question would be, who the fuck did you kill? No, my I think my first thought would be, <clears throat> fuck, so it's not the melting pot I'm going in. <laughs> right. Got it. <laughs> I What goes in a blue barrel? Bodies. Okay, but like, is there an actual... I think chemicals. Okay, because there's there's another case where this woman she's she's a fucking scientist. She melts her husband in acid in a, in a blue barrel. Yeah. So like, I genuinely the, don't know what else goes in these blue fucking barrels because the plastic acid still won't acid it won't, won't eat through won't it. Won't right eat through it. Yeah. And that we learned on Breaking Bad. We did. Yeah. Yes. So. Now they're like, okay, so now there's two fucking wives gone. Yeah. This piques the interest of your old buddy. Oh, my God. James Glasgow. Dude is a fucking turd. He is a giant turd. Um, he starts looking into Kathleen's death, though, now yeah. that Stacy is gone. Um, He's in, got a great mustache, too, going. Does he? Yeah. He's got a perm, though, right? Oh, fuck yeah, My dad does. used to get perms. Um, in November of 2007, he gets permission from the Savio family to exhume her body. Uh, November 7th of 2007, a grand jury convenes and Drew, uh, invokes his Fifth Amendment rights. Ooh. That means you're guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah. On two days after the grand jury, Stacy's case is now labeled a suspicious death. And Drew is officially named a person of interest. Um, Glasgow publicly states that uh, Stacy's death, or excuse me, Kathleen's death, looks like a homicide. Yeah. Um, on November 13th, Drew resigns from Bolingbroke Police Department before he, he is fired. Ooh. On November 16th, my buddy, Dr. Michael Baden, yeah. the infamous uh, forensic pathologist, so he comes in to do another autopsy on Kathleen. This guy. And how he, accurate can this possibly be? With the, with her being exhumed. Yeah. Well, if the body's preserved well, I mean, it could be pretty fucking accurate. Really. Plus, they go off of the original autopsy photos and original reports and stuff like that. But I mean, certain things you're still going to be able to see if they're preserved well. Okay. Broken bones, stuff like that. Um, I mean, they're these guys are fucking smart. So okay. he declares that Kathleen Savio's death was a homicide. Mm. So now, fast forward to February of the following year, they get another forensic pathologist to do another autopsy. And this one also declares it's a homicide. Mm. So now it's two against one. Yeah. Uh, in May of that year, Drew is arrested on a weapons charge. Um, he, they say he has an AR-15 and did an illegal transfer to his son, Stephen. Yeah. Stephen is a police officer with the Oak Brook Police Department. They fucking railroaded They railroaded him. the fuck out yeah. of him because they fired him almost immediately Which after. Which bullshit. <clears throat> bullshit. Um, Drew was found not guilty of this weapons charge. Um, Stephen tried to get his job back and was unable to get his job back. And he, what a shame. He was a staunch supporter of his dad. Just, yeah. he did not fucking do it. Yeah. You ask him now? And he... He did it. Yeah. He did it. He 100% did it. Um, <clears throat> in October of that year, Drew takes a polygraph, and he is, uh, he shows deception 
on Stacy's disappearance, but no deception on harming his ex-wife. Mm. In 2009, Drew is arrested for the murder of Kathleen Savio. Wow. On September 6th of 2012, he is found guilty of first-degree intentional homicide of Kathleen Savio. Now, was it a jury trial? Yes. I, don't, I don't remember. No, it was a jury trial. Um, he is sentenced to 38 years. Mm. He then... <laughs> This fucking idiot. So we don't know where Stacy is. Yeah. We have no idea where Stacy is. Right. Drew had an attorney, Joel Brodsky, who that is guy, a fucking chode and a half oh himself. Oh my God, is he a joke? Um, would say in interviews, he knows. He knows yeah. what happened. Drew told him everything that happened, but attorney client privilege. He right. can't say anything. He very recently, like within the last couple months, right? Yeah. Came out and was like, teasing basically that he's going to start spilling his guts because he's not practicing anymore no he, they took his law license oh did they really yes, yes. oh that i didn't yes, know because he's a shit bag yeah so and you and i've had this conversation before it's either going to be you think like new construction mm-hmm. or deathbed confession one of the no, two. No, I, I said his attorney was going to yeah, say it i said deathbed confession yeah so now he's like teasing that he's going to say it of course the dog gets up now so lay back down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Drew's in prison, and uh, he's not a huge fan of, of James Glasgow. <laughs> no. So Drew decides um, it would be within his best interest to um, put a hit out on James oh, Glasgow. Dude, what are you doing? To a fucking jailhouse snitch. Right. What are you doing? So he is tried for conspiracy to commit murder and it was quick oh too. quick and he got another 60 fucking years oh my god <laughs> so he gets more he got more time on that yeah than fucking killing his first wife yeah isn't that insane that's fucking that's crazy if if that doesn't tell you our criminal justice system mm-hmm. is fucking upside down yep and then plus like i said that trial was fucking rushed Oh. He had that shit moved It was like, so, what, a day? It was so fucking quick. Now, because normally, so they get charged, and, you know, 17 years later, they have a trial. Yeah. It was within months. Uh, I don't know months, but maybe a year uh, after? It was within within the year. It, it was quick. Yeah. It was very quick. So now, James Glasgow, it's a good thing I didn't redo this case, because... Yeah, this is not a mini. (laughs) Well, redoing it would have been bad. So James Glasgow, um, he's a dick. At the same time of this case, there was another case Mm -hmm. of familiacide Mm -hmm. across the hall. Christopher Vaughn. Yes. And James Glasgow, yes, was like, I'm going to nail both of their fucking asses to the wall. Mm -hmm. And I think Chris Vaughn might have gotten railroaded because of this yeah so we we went over that mm -hmm. too if you're not familiar we did cover that case so um you know look back in our recordings Mm -hmm. and we did do christopher vaughn christopher vaughn yeah so now drew is in prison still where he will remain for the rest of his life because he's old as fucking balls um he recently gave an interview to was it dateline yes dateline Um, and said absolutely nothing new from what he said before. Yeah. He didn't do it. He'll never be caught of doing it. 
He's innocent. He doesn't know how he got found guilty. And Stacy ran off with some guy in her fucking bikini. Mm-mm. I think Joe is gonna. Joel is gonna I spill the beans. Hope he does. Yeah. Because at this point, what does he have to lose? Right. Do you know how much money? I don't know why he hasn't talked sooner. He's gonna get fucking paid. Do you think that's what he's waiting for? I, I think so to see who's gonna pay the most and. Because you see that, like with Natalie Wood, yeah, the fucking skipper guy, he's yeah. waiting for a bigger payout. Yeah. So and he's so dirty, scummy, like yeah, that's got to be what he's fucking waiting for. Yeah. So Drew's kids, for the most part, support him, uh, except Stephen. Stephen mm-hmm. is very much. He's like now looking back, like. I have no doubt in my mind mm-hmm. that he, he will say flat out, he has no doubt in his mind that his dad killed Kathleen. Yeah. And he's pretty sure that he killed Stacy. So. I, and, and I think we all come to the, the same all, agreement. Right. right. You know. Cassandra's he, been trying to find her. Um, I mean, as recent as this, just a couple months ago, she was trudging water in Lockport yep. with sonar. So. Yep. I don't think they're going to find her unless somebody says something. Yeah. I, I, I really don't, don't. I don't think so either. But. He's, uh, I don't know. He's he's a special one. He's a poop shoot. He's a poop shoot. Hopefully, he's gotten it in the poop shoot. I'm he's sure he locked, has. Locked out. Isn't he in federal prison now? Didn't they transfer him? Men, is Menard a federal prison? Ooh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think he's because federal. The closest federal prison here is is it Terre Haute? I think it's Terre Haute. You got me. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's terrible. Don't know. I just, I, I thought I had heard that he got transferred. He did. He's been transferred quite a few times. He's been moved around a lot for safety reasons. Right. Probably because right. he's a dick and doesn't know how to shut his fucking mouth. Oh, yeah. Plus, but, he's, he's a, a cop, cop in prison. Yeah. And everyone, like, everyone knows him. He can't fucking. Well, that's because he can't. I mean, this guy, the media was all over his house and he got to the point. There was a, one day where he went outside with a camera and was filming the just media. very cocky. Yes. And then I really think he thought he was going to get away with all of this. Well, I mean, realistically, he's gotten away with Stacy. Yeah. So yeah, he went on uh, a radio show, the Steve Dahl radio show, and it was win a date with Drew. Yeah. In the middle of all of this, he ended up too um, becoming engaged to another very young woman mm-hmm. named Christina, and her family was finally like, "Are you fucking crazy? Right? Do you want to end up in a blue fucking barrel? Right?" And her dad came and moved her out of the house. <laughs> so, what was she thinking? But it, fame. I mean, what, dude? How did these girls? What did he? This have? is what I'm saying. Was he dipped dude, in gold? Dude, his dick must have been fucking. Oh my god! Do you know what I heard the other ten day? Ten feet long, dude. Did he have beer flavored nipples? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say that all the time. I love it. But for real. Yeah. Like it. I mean, he's picking them at their most vulnerable. That's got to be what oh, it is. Oh, yeah. He's getting these you young know, girls that with aren't daddy sure. issues yeah. and, you know. That's how he's fucking winning them over. Ugh, but still, like, he's just skeezy. Yeah. And his voice is skeezy. Yeah. And, he, but he's just a cocky fucking mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, who fucking puts a hit on, <laughs> on James Glasgow in that prison? That fucking goof. That fucking goof. And then still says, I didn't do it. Right. Sir, they have recordings. You're, you're on tape, dude. Yeah. You're um, on tape. Your friends wore wires. Right. And then told you that they wore wires, and you still <laughs> right. kept talking. Right. He, he did. He's one of those guys. He's he's a cop who's above the law. Yeah. That's what he thinks. Oh, yeah. 
without a doubt. 100%. Yep. So that's the redo. That is the redo. That was good. Drew Peterson. But I mean, it's mostly everything we, we covered the first time, yeah. but oh, at yeah. least this time you guys will be able Can to hear, hear us. us. Yeah. So we're going to be trying to knock these first five out pretty quick pretty quick so we you guys you know they could get out to you guys we did not anticipate recording tonight no because you said well let's do it wednesday and i'm like oh, i thought we were going to do the new case on wednesday yeah. and you're like let's do it tonight yeah okay let's do it tonight Let, no, i don't I just, fucking sleep anyways what's I, the difference let's just let's do these as quick as possible to get them out yeah you know? and we are being so our next one is jacqueline de wallaby and right. there is a, another podcaster who is doing a podcast specifically right. on Jacqueline Dewallaby. 35 years gone. And she wants to consult with Mark and his dad. Yeah. I get Steve first. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Just see. You already did. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You already did talk to him. Because mine's fucking awesome. Yeah. Just saying. All right. It is Oh, my late, God. So... My eyeballs I, are glued yeah, to my I contacts right now. I'm falling asleep. My medicine's kicking Oh my God, in. babe, if you would have fallen asleep while we were recording. Yeah, and just... All I would have done was move the fucking mic closer. <laughs> and been like, guys, do you hear this? Oh, this you're is, such a jerk. Do you jerk. hear this? Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we will be... Uh, I, I don't even know when, but it's going to be soon. Yeah. I think we're going to do a new case... Wednesday. Yeah, I'm going to shoot for Wednesday. We might even do Jacqueline tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, depending on how, how things go. So, you know, we're going to be knocking out these first, our first five again. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. Pew, pew, pew. pew. <laughs> I can't even imitate you because pew, pew, pew. pew. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed this and uh, it is late. So we are going to bed. Uh, and be thankful that I did not redo this case because we would have been on like part three. <laughs> right. So. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>